0: You're listening to Startup Nation Radio on News Talk 760 WJR. Here's Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back to Startup Nation Radio. From one great entrepreneurial story now to another, we've got Chris Budnick joining us. He's founder of a company called Airroom. Chris, welcome to Startup Nation Radio. Thank you. It's good to have you on, man. You know what I love about this story more than anything else? So here is, at a high level, how I'd tee the story up got an entrepreneur coming on. He's created a new social media platform. What? Another social media platform? As a business, no less. As a business? Are you kidding me? And his background to create this social media marketing platform was in metal trading as a commodity trader. What the heck is going on, Chris?
1: Is this for real? This is. This is for real. It's been a fascinating journey in the process to get from point A to point B to where we're at today.
0: It's a fascinating story. I mean, if you had come out of Silicon Valley and had experience at Facebook or TikTok or, you know, whatever, whatever. And you said, I think I can see an opportunity to create, in this case, Aram, and I'm going to let you tell us about it in a second, but it's essentially a closed or private social media platform so that it's safer, contained, you're only exposed to the people and the stuff you want to be exposed to, and none of the stuff on the, none of the chaff, none of the stuff on the margins that we want to avoid. But you didn't come out of that background. And this is a story of really great vision, being very bold, being gutsy, and believing in yourself, obviously, that you could do this. Tell us about Arum and how and why you came up with it.
1: Yeah, so looking at this situation, it's actually a good thing that I'm not from Silicon Valley, right? Because the standard of big tech and big media is data mining and and trying to create as much revenue as possible. But being where I'm at today, being in commodities trades, I had a life event process happen where I wanted to be more present with my kids. And I saw an opportunity to get into the waste management sector Coming out of the commodity sector, I knew of all the the end users that were utilizing recyclable materials, so I was able to create a waste management company within the industrial sector. And when we say recyclable, like what what are these things? Any recyclable, so your your ferrous materials, metals. I see. Okay, Plastics, typical. cardboard, cardboards, typical yep. stuff. But the unique angle there
0: is that you were working with specific companies who had a specific need or opportunity to have these things recycled to some benefit to them. Is that right?
1: Right. And, well, it's always easy to compete in a market where there's a monopoly, right, in an archaic system. You look at the waste management sector, it's been a certain way for the last 50 years. It hasn't changed. And there's a reason why, because it's a standard of the profit. But if you go into these companies and you're able to recycle materials out of there that they never even looked at before, and it's really a romantic relationship, but everybody really wants to be landfill free. So there's a lot of work and need and energy that needs to go into that sector. So I was able to do that and then be more present with my yeah. kids and not have to travel.
0: Okay, right on. So there you were, not have to travel, more present with your kids. Where did
1: Airoom come from? That's a great story. So when, when COVID happened, all my plants shut down and I'm sitting at my computer and I always wanted to do something with more of a global impact and a positive impact. And I'm tending to my kids full time. They were with me you know, the entire time, every day. The iPad alarms go off for school. <laughs> you know, I'm, I had a window of an hour and a half in the morning, and then I would start making lunch, and then they'd be back on oh school. As and as a I'd single start, parent, as a single parent, three kids. Yeah, well, I had I had a great help from my fiance as well. Okay, great. She started really incorporating into the mix uh, more and more at that time. But okay. yeah, absolutely, it was it was a it wow. was One one show. One. I mean, that's
0: a full time job.
1: It was. Yeah. S-
0: okay, so there you were with your kids. You're getting through COVID, work from home
1: right. Quarantine kids are schooling from home. Right. And and you're thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going through social media sites at night, right. Trying to kind of let the brain digest things. And all I see is this just intensity, this polarizing of, of individuals. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, all I really want to do is just see how my close friends or the people that I really do care about are doing. I want to see what's going on and, and really how they're doing genuinely. But there was so much traffic and the algorithms would lead you in different ways. And It just was hard to find anything out. So I had spoken to a friend about two years ago, and I said to this good friend of mine, I said, you know, Charlie, I wish there was more of a private system for families to be able to share as far as a family photo album because we don't have family photo albums anymore, right? I remember sitting on the couch at my grandparents' house looking through the family photo album, and it was like a reminiscence. Oh, "Oh, Dad, look at this. Mom, look at this. Well, because the stories that come with it. Yeah, Yeah, tell me the story. Right, right, right. Yeah, I want to hear about it. I want to hear about your journey, because we're going through, all all of us are going through journeys in life, but we forget that we have this connection that we're kind of going through the same steps, just in different paths. Right. Right?
0: And most of the time that's passed down from generation to generation, and people remember the stories and then repeat them. But you know the ability to put them down in text, like in a social media situation where you're just sharing with close family and friends and telling a little story, whether it's three lines or 100 lines of information, it kind of helps codify it and formalize it and organize it so that you can go back asynchronously, any family member can, and say, oh, yeah. i remember that story i remember when grandpa told me this or that or whatever it may be
1: right well and that's what air room's all about is being able to create a platform for families to be able to share that no matter what the distance is between them you live three thousand miles away you can still have access and see what's going in with your family or your close friends it doesn't have to just be family yeah so the air room came about by me with covid feeling like i needed to do something i had the time and i started reaching out to different groups that do the back-end coding in the structures one of the things that I focus on is finding and meeting people that really are good at what they do and understanding that I can vet them through other people that I know, right? Getting the conversation together, getting those people together in a conversation to yep. be able to challenge, making sure we're doing it the right way. Yep. And so going through this process, I was able to go out there and start building this platform, 5 a.m. meetings with coders to be able to be up and, and done by seven o'clock for when the kids get home oh and then 10 o'clock meetings to be able to be done with stuff uh, at that point. Cause the kids would be in bed, but it was a fascinating journey. And we have learned so much in this process.
0: I have to ask, I mean, here you were taking care of kids, limited time, limited resources, and yet needing to fund the development of this platform. How did you do that? It's
1: tighten up the belt. You personally funded it. I've personally funded this, but here's the kicker because the state of the industry right now is in dire straits because I don't think that Facebook is going to be able to pivot. I think they're too big. It's like the automotive industry and Tesla comes in, right? I don't think it's possible for them to pivot with their mindset.
0: Or even if they want to pivot, do they really want to pivot? Or I, mean, I think it's may, too risky. Too risky. That's my point. So even if they could pivot, you're saying they can't, but I'm saying even more so, I don't not sure they think a pivots in need. I mean, clearly they have issues but they're kind of working through their issues. You know, billions of people using the platform is still the leading social media platform. Uh, and, and so I'm not sure there's any pivot in sight, but anyway, go ahead.
1: Right. But so looking at this and seeing that there's a lot of passion behind the project, it's really a passion project. So when I was in the process of vetting different people that could do the work, there were certain things that certain people wouldn't really invest any time in without being paid, but other people really would. So graphic design work, for example, uh, Rebecca, she is fantastic. Worked in the automotive industry, she is top tier and she does trade at that point. Trade for? Trade for work. But I mean.
0: On uh, shares. But uh, sh- equity. The equity. So she took a piece of the upside. She said, I believe in your vision. Absolutely. And so instead of taking pay, I want a piece of the upside. Absolutely. Love that. That's, that's where I was driving to. I think that's a, man, that's a strategy that everyone needs to hear about. If you can come up with a great vision, if you can own it, and then if you can convey it to others, key, key people that you need in order to make it go, like Rebecca, in this case, getting her to buy in. you got to be able to convey that vision in a way that shows that you're dedicated, you're all in, but that it's a great idea. There's a place for it in the world. They buy into it, man. Now they're on board. Now they're passionate about it. And what I love about them working for equity is that now you're aligned. It's not a vendor relationship. It's a partnership. You're
1: driving toward the same goal. Exactly. And the, in the work and the, in the work ethic is there. Is right? there. Absolutely. They're putting, passion. Extra, yeah, absolutely. Passion, passion drives. You said the the, the word right there. When you can find somebody that's passionate about what they're doing, right? you've got
0: it. So entrepreneurs out there listening, if you're going to build a company, have that great vision, be able to convey it, get others to buy into it, get on board, and in this case, you know, contribute to the development
1: of the platform as Rebecca did. Were there others like that too that also threw in? Yes and no. So right now we're in phase one. So the platform's launched and we wanted to get to a point to where before we go out for investment, we wanted to show not only the direction we're going, but the platform itself.
0: Okay. I want to come back after this break. I want to learn about the platform. It's launched in kind of a beta early stage, however you want to frame it, right? MVP, minimum viable product. And you're going to validate it is the idea. Once you get there, you're going to go out for investor capital. Let's learn about the details of the platform and where it's headed and how right after this break on Startup Nation Radio. Stick with us. Chris is doing it. You can too. Stick with us on Startup Nation Radio. All right, welcome back to Startup Nation Radio. What a great show. Hearing from entrepreneurs who are making it happen. Heard about the cool company, QuickCo. Now we're on to talking to Chris Budnick about his vision for a company called Airroom. It's a private social media platform. Tell us about what it is and its place in the world more specifically. What does it mean to have a private social media platform and access to one?
1: A private social media platform, I think, you know, it's interesting. So I was thinking about this on the way here in the car, right? I'm thinking about the influence of, of social media today. And people are people are genuinely upset when their accounts get deleted or or they're censored on what they can say. Yeah. And we have to remember that Facebook it has its place. It's good. But to the point that it's their platform, they can censor what goes on there, essentially. They set the rules. They set the rules. With a private system, it's your platform. You set the rules as far as what you want to say, what you want to have in your room, what you want to share within your room. And if you think about that, if you're putting all of your family's data, I have friends that are putting their kids, you know, second grade photos and baby pictures and stuff like that. That's their family photo album for their, their relatives that live far away. In 15 years, 10 years, 20 years, it's going to be hard to find, go back and find that information easily, right? And, and the algorithms lead you in a different direction within those systems. So with this system, what AirRoom is, fundamentally, it focuses on putting all of your information chronologically in order in your room. Okay. Everything that gets posted in there. I could go in, scan a picture from 1950, and I could do a voiceover recording of that picture and what I was going through in that time frame. Or it could be a cool car. It could be this event. It could be a picture of a tree, but this tree may have a story right? You don't know until you start listening to the voice behind the photo, right? The story. Yeah. yeah right. So it has value to be able to bring kind of relevance and, and some, some really yeah. foundational structures. Okay, I to can individuals. see
0: that. Um, is it a subscription based at the revenue model? I subscribe. Correct. Chris, let me ask you what may be, what may seem to be an obvious question to many. It certainly is to me you're taking on a project in a field that's got already leaders in this field. It's a crowded field. It's got, you know, the market share has been established and you've got to go out there and get users. You know, I mean, you've got to get people to either switch to your platform or to use your platform upon becoming aware of the advantages and differences you provide versus, you know, the others out there. What is your plan to get those users on board and to carve yourself out a market
1: position here? That's a great question. Our focus is really on families, that have a large distance between them, right? So over the border, we're looking at Mexican-American diaspora, Indian-American diaspora, families that really have a a cherished tradition and they want to continue to cherish that tradition and having a safe place to do it. There really isn't anybody in that market right now, if we Mm -hmm. look at that specifically. okay. You look at different apps like WhatsApp, you look at Facebook, you look at Snapchat, there's really nobody there that caters to privacy for the family. Now, WhatsApp right. is nice. You can right. text and you can talk between it. You can share photos. You can share media. It's really app. a messaging app. Messaging app, exactly. So if you share photos yep. six months ago, yep. it's hard to find those photos. Right. There's really not much discussion on it. So with Air Room, what we're focusing on is a family photo album, somewhere that no matter how far away you are from your family, whether you're living in South Korea, working, and you're you know a, a young professional, you're able to have a, a nice place to go to access that information with your family?
0: Yeah. I think the idea is really sound, Um, really sound. I think there's a need for it. I think, you know, first of all, closed social networks are, are, you know, some are out there already. They're proving the model makes a lot of sense to me, especially around family stuff. That's kind of kind of, you know, kept contained within the family. It's private, it's not public facing information. It fits really well yet still, because as you say, distances between family members and everything else, it's not really convenient or easy to share. They're not getting together on Sunday afternoons or, you know, and so they want a place to get together. This would be that, that safe place. Right. Uh, so I get it. It makes a lot of sense.
1: Right. But you know, it's challenging because the standard within the industry, we talked about the standard we talked, we've talked about, and everybody kind of knows it in, in social media platforms, you know, big tech, big business. It's, there's a lot of money floating around in that, in that sector mainly marketing dollars, et cetera. Right. But if we look at other industries that have had a hard time or, or new processes or new ideas really breaking into that industry, the automotive industry would be a great example. 20 years ago, were we ready for electric cars? Was the technology there? No, it wasn't there. But it's interesting what we've gone through in the last couple of years with COVID and, and um, families being kind of isolated and locked down. Yep. Is our culture ready for it now? And we do we do really feel that they are. We feel that this could really take yeah. off with that. And
0: you have some proof of concept. I mean, you, you have people on the platform right now using it and giving you feedback. What are you hearing from them?
1: Oh, it's a great use of concept. We are seeing great feedback from our users. There's little things that, you know, we would prefer. Of course, it's early still. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. But it's interesting. When we start getting into the research that's going on in collaboration with Room with Tufts University, where we're actually going through our UI system and curating and creating a, a different system just for retirees and baby yeah. boomers. And so, you know, we're getting great feedback on all levels. People really love the idea. We're, we're just, it's really awesome to see, but we need to take that feedback and run with it.
0: Yeah. Run with it and, and then move out of your early kind of test and validation and optimization phase and move on to growth, you know, scale. Absolutely, um, and that that that's where you know likely some investments going to be required and other things in order to facilitate and support that part of the initiative.
1: Right, and the beautiful part is is that because we have really been studying companies like Facebook to where when they started to scale, they spent billions of dollars to scale. I mean, restructuring, rebuilding, right. And so we actually built our structures to where we don't need to spend that money to be actually restructure and recode our system to scale. So we are actually sitting really nice in a, in a good position with our system to where it's going to scale.
0: From a technology, from a platform standpoint, you're there. You're built for growth.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. and, and yeah. That, that's the benefit of having these larger companies go yeah. through and learn lessons that we yeah. didn't have to.
0: Yeah. You know, the other thing I like about this is that it's kind of got some organic growth capability built right in, in the sense that, you know, one family member might be the administrator of the group, set it up and everything else, and then invites the other families on board. That's not marketing dollars you have to spend to get people on board. That's, that's the viral nature of this thing it's pretty cool
1: you hit it right on the on the head yeah. with this one it's cool because my parents have a room for our family right and I wanted to create a room for my kids yeah okay. so now I have a room for my kids sure. and I, I actually sure. have a couple of rooms I'm, and just from different life lessons and journeys that I don't want to share with my kids yet yeah but it's there it's kind of documenting the process uh-huh. uh, and there there's something you know when we go through different events in life we don't necessarily want to share all that information right away right we kind of want to process it retain sure, it sure, figure sure. it out I think
0: the idea is really strong, really sound. And by the way, I love the brand. Thank you. I do. I love the brand. Uh, did you trademark the brand, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. yeah brand. Okay. Brand is trademarked. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Is the stuff that you are going to be hosting, is it on the cloud for each of the families
1: or? Yeah, currently. So Airroom is, is within the Amazon.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. AWS. AWS. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. And your dream, is this a lifelong business for you? Is this a business you build and, and sell? What do you, what do you think down the road? Where are you going I, with this?
1: Yeah, I don't know. The journey's been crazy. So we look at, you know, the process of how we've gotten from point A to point B, and and I could see myself definitely investing my energy and time, but I, everybody I work with, we're all working hard just to replace ourselves, essentially, right? Yeah. There's somebody else out there that can do my job better. There's somebody yeah. else out there that'll do it.
0: But until you find that person, you've got to make a living. You've got those kids to feed and send to school and all the rest. Do you envision this being your full-time gig? You're going to make a living from this until you figure out the next thing. Sure. We'll see. We'll see what, what, but that's the plan. That's the plan. Okay. You don't have any other view on how you're going to do that. You're all in.
1: Well, so I still have the waste management company. And so I'm still working with my clients on that and, okay. in, in individual sector. But with that said, I have put different steps in line with that company to be able to take the workload off. So somebody comes in and says, air we're going after it. We're going to put the marketing dollars into it. We support it. We see your vision. We're with you. I'm ready to go. And I have a full full package and team ready to to rock and roll. Cool,
0: You're going places, man. You'll get this done. I love it. We want to check in with you regularly. We want to hear about your progress, track the progress. In about six months, I know we'll have you back to tell us what's going on. You're going to tell us that you've got it out there and got investor money raised. You've got
1: people using it. It's for real. Yes.
0: All right, man. Thank you.
1: We're live on Android, iOS, and web.
0: All right. And they find you again. Tell us where.
1: If you're on Android or iOS, just look up the Airroom app, H-E-I-R-O-O-M. If you're on web, it's www.airroom.family.
0: All right, right on. Chris, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, there you have it. Can't deliver two more exciting entrepreneurial stories than those we did today. If you can't get inspired and get informed by the bold execution, the bold visions that you heard about today, people making their dreams come true. If you can't get inspired by that, you probably shouldn't be thinking about getting into business. But if you did get inspired, you get out there now and think of your own business ideas, start formulating plans around how you're going to make it happen, and you get out there and
1: start it up. The preceding program was furnished by Startup Nation Media Group.